Welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging. You're listening to a live play recording of Gradient Descent, a role-playing campaign written by Luke Gearing using rules for Mothership, a tabletop role-playing game published by Tuesday Night Games. For more Adventures in Lollygagging, subscribe on YouTube, follow our Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash thelollygaggers, and follow us on Twitter at lollygaggerco. Thanks for listening. All right, hello, welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging. Uh, we're playing a new game for us tonight. We're playing Mothership. Uh, we're starting up a, a campaign of Mothership uh, every other Friday night. Uh, we're kind of alternating between this uh, and what will soon be a Hunter the Reckoning game. Uh, I've been wanting to play Mothership for a really long time. I love industrial sci-fi, uh, like space horror stuff. We've played all like a bunch of the others. Uh, we've played Alien. We've played uh, Those Dark Places. We just recently played some Death in Space. And so finally we're... Going to get to play some uh, some mothership, and specifically, I've been wanting to play Gradient Descent, uh, which is uh, what we're going to start this campaign off with. Whether we stay that forever, I'm not sure. Uh, oh man, Aaron, thank you so much for that sub. You are a gentleman and scholar. Speaking of Hunter the Reckoning, he will Aaron is, is going to join us for that. Uh, to all to Twitch, thank you as well. <laughs> Sixteen months, man, thank you. Uh, and uh, Melissa, you're required to do that, so no thanks. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. there you go. <laughs> thanks uh, for doing the, the thank minimum. you for doing <laughs> what you have to do uh contractually obligated by the state of florida where we got married uh <laughs> i got married in florida too hey. all right look at that uh, yeah okay that's where we're in florida uh englewood oh, oh okay. that's very close to where we got married yeah we got that's we got married what sarasota i guess mm-hmm. yeah yeah we got a beach wedding okay uh, you got married in you got married in Florida too, Eric. What the, everyone's getting married in Florida? It's fun, fantastic. <laughs> uh, let's see. We got some bits, Aaron. Thank you for the bits. Uh, man. Uh, let's see. What do we want to do with bits? So we're playing. Oh, I got a complication already. Farker Dev, you are. Uh, you are. <laughs> you are just my favorite. Uh, okay, so I got a comp. So we'll do our usual. Uh, we'll do complications, three hundred bits. So that's just a way for me to kind of throw extra. Um, Extra obstacles, not necessarily like, you know, combats, just something, some wrinkle that we put into it. So it's not as easy for y'all, something weird that you have to interact with. And fortunately, in Mothership and where we're going in this campaign, uh, a lot of options for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think we'll do 100 bits. We'll, we'll say pro players will give you, say, an advantage on a roll. We'll try that out for a bit because uh, there is an advantage system in here. We'll see how that goes. Um I don't want to, so we won't, I don't want to do re-rolls. Let's do, let's do advantage, disadvantage. Does that sound okay? Fair enough. All right. Yeah, All right. So me. Melissa, keep track of that. So we have those. You can tap into them if you want it. Call it out before you roll. Take it as per usual. Let me go from there. Uh, okay. Uh, so let's, uh, let's dive in. So we're, so Mothership, if you're unfamiliar, uh, very, again, it's very, it's sci-fi, it's, it's horror, it's, it's kind of gritty, sort of industrial, it's, you know, has that feeling of kind of like alien event horizon, that kind of thing. So, uh, so that's what we're going with. Um, we've made characters already, uh, so we're not going to do a full session zero, but we do have some, uh, some questions and some things I want to get down, uh, before we get going. So little world building questions, crew building sessions, you know, stuff. So we're going to probably spend the first 15 to 20 minutes here kind of settling that down. Uh, before we actually dive in and, and get going where we're going. Because Gradient Descent is really, really interesting. Uh, it's written by Luke Gearing, uh, and it's like a it's like a mega dungeon, basically. But it's 
it's just it's like a massive space station. So that's not that's not hidden stuff. There are bits going everywhere right now. I'm getting I think I'm up to three complications so far. This is <laughs> I stockpile them too. They carry over just like yours do. So if I sure, can't get to sure. all three of them tonight, I am keeping I'm keeping them. Only uh, fair. You all are so very nice, so very generous. Generous that yeah, <laughs> generous. I can speak. Uh okay. So let's let's dive into some basic questions. Um do we, how do we want to do this? Do we want to start off by going over? Let's introduce characters, and then we'll kind of build off of that. Uh, so we'll go, go. You know, we'll go in the order of the overlay. Uh, so that means Melissa, you're up first. Uh, so oh, tell no. us, tell us a bit about uh, Lika Win. Okay, so uh, I rolled up a teamster um, by the name of Lika Win. Um, the skills that I kind of went into include piloting. So there's that. Um, so she's good with industrial equipment, zero G jury rigging, um, and then piloting is her expert skill. Um, my trinket that I rolled was a fleece lined hooded parka. So that's <laughs> kind of helped determine. It was really well with bit. your snowshoes from, <laughs> from one. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've kind of worked that into when we get to kind of some of the other kind of character creation questions, I've kind of worked that in there. Um, and then I also, which went along with it, I rolled for equipment, um, camping gear, water filter, and spanner. So there's definitely this image of her with kind of this parka, camping gear, water filter, all of that kind of stuff. So gives you an idea of the direction I went with my character. Okay. Uh, so couple questions and everybody else you're going to get hit with these too so like let's say you know let's say a stranger comes up and sees Liko. what is the first like like physically what's the first physically recognizable striking thing that we're going to see like, give us like one physical detail like above all else that will that will stand out in some way uh i would say height okay so tall so, short yeah so she's okay. like five nine okay so she's short <laughs> Five nine short or tall in your mind. I know you're short because you're like like five four. So like I don't, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, that's pretty average. I know five nine seems like straight down the middle for me. Especially you since should make her like six two. Okay. I I agree with Ashley. I think if you want her tall, like lean into it more. Maybe make her even okay. taller. All right. So I'll do like five eleven. Go nine foot. Just go for it. <laughs> go go ten feet tall. Just get up to the double digits. It's fine. Okay. So we'll we'll say. We'll say ju- I'm just going to round up with with your boots. You're, you're six foot, <laughs> sure, easy. sure. You're six there you foot. go. Okay, so you're tall. So you're tall. Okay, good, good, good. Yeah. Uh, and then then same thing, but like more like personality. So if someone's like in a conversation with Liko uh, for a little bit of time, like what's like a striking like detail about like her in conversation or her personality or something like that. Uh, so this kind of fits one of the other questions that we came up with. Um, but she is one of those people who is always talking out loud to herself. Oh, like she's narrating what she's doing out loud for everyone to hear. Okay. That's a great detail. I like it. I like that. Okay. Awesome. Um, and again, I'm not going to go through every, cause I, again, I asked them a bunch of things for reasons. Um, a couple other things. Oh yeah. One other question I'm interested in is like, what do you do? Uh, we don't do the. I'll do, we'll do the. We'll save the fear one for another day. Um, hmm. Okay. Let's see. How about is there is there 
we'll, we'll, we'll cycle. Actually, we'll cycle back for some of these because some of these I want you to hear what everybody else says about each other and then we'll kind of cycle back. Sure. All right. So that's good for now. All right. So then we're, we're going to go long, long. You're playing Helix. Tell us a little bit about Helix. Yeah, I'm playing Android. He's got asteroid complexion skin. It's pretty symmetrical. If you look them straight down the middle, I've got a little pet penguin named Pee Pee. <laughs> Like a real penguin? Yeah, he's actually like, real. He's a, re- a small okay. pet. Yeah. Those are like okay. 200,000 credits in the gear list. I, I know. I rolled it in my set. That is insane. Okay, you, you rolled have a pet. A pet. Yeah. That's awesome. We Name should sell that on the black market. <laughs> and make, yeah, use that to buy useful things. <laughs> I've got <laughs> piercing okay. orange eyes. I'm pretty much like a hacker, mathematics okay. kind of guy. Cool, cool, cool. All right. So you're like, uh, okay. So you're like a software tech math, you know, math geek. Gotcha. All right. Sounds good. Uh, and you already kind of answered some of the questions I was thinking about. Uh, what about like personality? Now, androids are kind of weird in the, in the I mean, in the, well, when I say they're weird, like, um, you know, androids can sometimes unsettle folks. Like one of the, uh, one of the mechanical effects of, um, of an android, like, it, like there's in, in mothership, there's trauma responses. Uh, and so the yours is like you, you make other people kind of afraid, so your friendly characters that are nearby, whenever they make make fear saves, there's just a disadvantage because you're here because you kind of just unsettle things. So, like, someone gets into a conversation with you, or if, like if they get to know your, per- is there a personality that emerges with Helix? Yeah, since humans are so different from like artificial intelligence, almost android-like, which pretty much compute all these variables and just it respond with the most optimal outcome. So it's like. Might be a little inhuman to those. Okay. So a little dry, a little inhuman, not very empathetic. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Perfect. All right. Next up, we've got uh we've got a we've got a doctor. Uh we've got Dr. Leo Minton. Derek, tell us about the doctor. Uh yeah, Dr. Leo Minton. Uh he is uh homeless now. Used to be a doctor in a hospital. Uh, he botched saving a space mob boss from dying, and so they kind of threatened him. So he awesome. just became very timid as a result, and just lives on the streets. Okay. Um, what's funny is one of the, I think I rolled a trinket that was. Oh yeah, that's right. My patched overalls this is the trinket that I rolled. Yeah. So I decided to make these. So these are overalls that Leo made himself. They're his old medic rubs. He just cut them up and then sewed the edges so that they wouldn't continue to fray apart. Um, they're filthy and tattered from the years of being on the streets. And so the Sesame Street characters uh, have a very haunting look to them. He's just very unsettling overalls. Oh my God. That's right. I remember that. You were telling me about that. That's okay. That's so good. Okay. And uh, so I think that would probably be the most striking visual thing. Is that right? Is that fair? Either that or his perm. Yeah, he's got a perm. He's got a, <laughs> he's got a <laughs> Like the Bob yeah. Ross perm. I was very intent with yeah. the face. I was like, I want a guy with a perm. We do have some tokens <laughs> that we did use at Artflow uh, as we were messing around with them. So if and when we decide to pop out some kind of map, we might see them. Uh, we'll see if that happens tonight or not. Um Okay. Uh, anything about his personality? Like anything we should know about him? What you thinking? He's he's very jumpy. He expects to get whacked any day now. So very jumpy. Okay. This is gonna. I think this might this might yeah. help with a future question. Yeah, that's. I like that. I like that. I like him being jumpy already before I even started the adventure. Okay. 
next up, we have uh, the only Marine of the group. Uh, so clearly, you're all screwed because it's Steven. Steven, tell us about Corporal Reed. Yeah, Corporal Charlie Reed here. Uh, he's a pretty much what you call the ultimate badass. Uh, he can take on anything. Uh, he, he'll uh, take it down, you know, just two quick pulls of a trigger. Uh, he, he's got the standard loadout for a Marine. Well, he did up until his uh, dishonorable discharge in which uh, case they stripped him of his uh, rank. He was a sergeant before. They they demote you to whatever your last rank that you served honorably, whatever that, whatever that means. Uh, but yeah, he, he's still got a, you know, he's got a tank top and some pants left over uh he, he bought some mag boots with his last check uh, i think they still owe me a check but you know they're not paying so yeah that's about corporal reed i like how you're like oh yeah two just two clicks of the trigger do you have a gun to fire well, I, I mean i'm pretty good with guns i i, I know my way around it uh, a nice uh long barrel rifle uh i i'm currently in between possession of the said <laughs> rifle Okay, okay. Does anyone have a gun? I don't think anyone has a gun. I think does does Minton have a tr- trank I have, gun? Yeah, I've got a trank gun. Yeah, I think you're the only one. I have a, a vibra shitty. So so is Abby. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I still got my combat knife. You know what else do you need? <laughs> no gun. So Isn't your good. combat knife actually a scalpel though? Okay. Technically, technically, you could say it's a scalpel. Yeah. Uh okay. Uh so personality wise, uh is he is how would you describe him? Uh full sure of, of himself. Sure of himself. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Full of shit. Yep. Yeah. Sure of himself. Okay, got it. Overconfident. All right. And then finally we've got Abby Morton. Uh Ashley, tell us about Abby. Uh so my name is Abby Morton. And I don't know when I became British, but suddenly I am. <laughs> That's not sticking. Um, okay. <laughs> First session, you'll work on it. It's all good. You'll get it. You'll no, get it. I wasn't going for, for that at all. I don't know why she started talking like that. Um, so Abby is very short. She's like 5'4". She's a tiny little woman. She's Oh, God. Um, so she's a teamster. Mm-hmm. And um, I got she specialized in zoology and field medicine Hmm. basically in uh, industrial equipment zero g she's trained in so i like to think she was working at some sort of like uh line equipment facility that creating like products for like spaceships or something and she was like the nurse on hand and so like her bedside manner is not there because she's dealt with grown men all the time so she's kind of mean and she's very superstitious oh okay is there a specific source of that superstition um so specifically her trinket that she has so she went on like a spiritual journey at one point like uh she did some trims um that this lady gave her and told her that uh, i would show her her future and she came out of it thinking if she doesn't have this dented prospector mug with her, terrible things will happen. Okay. Prospector mug. Okay. All right. Cool, cool, cool. All right. So we got that out of the way. Perfect, perfect. Uh, so a couple other quick questions before we get going. Um, let's talk about or who would we say who would we say are buddies on the, sh- on the crew? 
So you're all in a crew together. You're working together. Various, you know, you're picking up various odd jobs here and there. Maybe Menton's come on recently because he's specifically maybe trying to get away from getting whacked. And so now you have a doctor and a nurse on your crew, which is interesting because in a lot of other games that we've played, you haven't had any healers whatsoever. Yeah. And now we have like one and a half. This is amazing. Yeah. You guys are going to live forever. I mean, you don't have any guns, but that's fine. Um, so uh, so are there there certain people on board that would, would say, that we'd say like, hey, these are the buddies, uh, you know, is there is there something like that? Like now that you've heard everyone's explanation, like what are we doing? What are we thinking about in those terms? Uh, if Abby's cool with it, I was thinking that Dr. Minton and Addie could be buddies because we have medical experience in common. Yeah, okay. that would work. That works. Okay. Uh, any other thoughts on I this? I think... I think Reed would be kind of fascinated by Helix, like with all the extra human, you know, like, can you uh, do the five finger fillet thing? You know, like, what are you <laughs> capable of here? Okay. I, I yeah. think I would definitely try to do, uh, see what kind of like parlor tricks he knows. I, I think I would just be fascinated by that. All right. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, Liko or Helix, would we say there's a specific person that you kind of look to maybe either as a buddy or like who kind of rubs you the wrong way, something like that? Hmm. Yeah, I was trying to think from the descriptions. Um, you have some ideas, Helix? Yeah, I've got Reed here. I'll do Reed as my closest buddy. It's like he's never given me any reason, real reason to doubt him. Okay. All right, it's interesting. This is never interesting. gonna let you down, buddy. We had a we had a different uh, we had an alien campaign uh, several months back where we had an interesting relationship between a marine and an android. So I'm looking forward to a different <laughs> one now. It's gonna be totally different. It's great. Uh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, Liko, is there somebody you look to as like this is the person you can trust, or this is the person who you consider your buddy, or this is a person you just can't stand? Like, I'm just kind of curious. Yeah, I'm going to say that. Um, This is I'm not say I trust Abby. Okay. All right. Cause you're both teamsters, both working, working class folk. All right. Last couple of questions then are about your ship. So what's the name of your ship? I was going to suggest the UCSS, uh, Sargasso named okay. after the Sargasso sea. Mm -hmm. Seaweed. Nice. Yeah. It, nice. It's the only sea that's completely surrounded by a body of water. Um, it's also known for having a lack of uh, wind and currents, so you can just be becalmed there forever, which I kind of imagine is how this campaign will go. Uh, you know, I thought it could be thematically. <laughs> Interestingly the enough, is appropriate. Interestingly enough, there is a significant amount of um, like aquatic metaphor going on in gradient descent, uh, I've already mentioned there's the mechanic called the bends, but the place mm -hmm. you're going to is actually called the deep. Uh, and people oh. who actually do artifact hunting are called divers. So there is sort of a strange, like, kind of fit to it. Uh, but uh, also, according to, to the Wikipedia page, you can see in places up to 200 feet deep because it's so clear, you know, perfect for diving. You know, yeah, not I, I totally did not read the article. <laughs> were there any better suggestions in sargasso i came up with the sure other one here just ss equinox equinox that's cool too i like that one 
All right. Do we want to do any others? Anyone else want to throw a name into the ring and we'll roll a die or something? Or we have chat uh, can pick. I have like aberration or Doppler shift. Hmm. Something lighthearted could be Dora the Explorer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the ship. I'm the ship. I'm the ship. Uh, Melissa, did you have one? No, I didn't. Okay. Uh, so I've got Sargasso, Equinox, The Aberration, Tour, The Explorer. What was the other one, Ashley? Oh, it was a uh, Doppler Shift. Doppler Shift. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Do any one of those stand? Okay. Do we want to commit to anyone? Does anyone want to like? Yeah, let's just roll the die. Yeah. Uh, Derek, roll D six for me, will you? Doppler Shift. It is with oh, the six. The SS Doppler, or just call it that instead of Doppler, yeah, that just call it the Doppler. Okay, or US. I'm not. Yeah, I guess what would it be? I don't know what the designations are in Mothership. I'd have to look that up. We'll just call it the Doppler for now. All right. Okay, got that. All right. So then, what are I asked you all? Like, what's some kind of quirk or detail about your ship? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I well, know you've been working on these. So what do we? I got? just thought of one because of the name here. I think we should actually have a uh, weather radar. That tells us uh, what every uh, planet that we're going to touch down and what like the forecast is for the next ten days. It's got forecasting <laughs> software. Great. Okay, it's literally <laughs> going to be completely useless for the first arc of this campaign, but that's fine. Forecasting software. Doppler radar. It's got to have <laughs> no, a really good meteorologist voice, though. <laughs> the voice. There's a, the computer has a voice of a meteorologist. Oh god. Yeah. It wakes us up every morning with the rest of you for sports, John. It's oh, gotta geez, be I, I have the, to work on one of those. The Weather Channel hurricane guy whose name is escaping me. Like that's gotta Good be. Good morning, like... Doppler. On today's <laughs> yeah. news, we have okay. a forecast of death. Oh, Jim so Cantori, good. that's the guy. That's a rather than getting like a really good yeah, Jeff, computer, how is your Jim Cantori impression? <laughs> I will endeavor to work on that for next time. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, so that's one. That's two. We'll say forecasting software and the computer voice. Uh, any other any other weird quirks that we have on the ship? So the one that I wrote down before session was: there's an unusually large collection of tiny Tim records or tapes <laughs> or discs, whatever kind of technology we're with, and it always plays on the PA system except from twelve to six, and then you get to sleep for six hours. All right, that one's awesome. Uh, okay, I got that. I'm, I'm not going to write all that down because you have it in the doc here, I can see, but uh, I'm going to put that down. I like that one. All right, uh, so other the one ideas? I came up with was that the uh, the shower water goes cold, um, and Ashley suggested the time frame for this. So the shower water goes cold every time in exactly three minutes and 33 seconds. Okay. Why? Bathroom's haunted. <laughs> all right. Okay. But only at 333. <laughs> three. No, it's haunted all the time. So you have to it pee It goes in cold there at knowing. six minutes and 16 seconds. Okay. All right. Somebody's hey. watching you. It's a long shower. Okay. Uh, so so it's haunted. And then I like this. Was it, Long, did you do this last one with the doors? Is that you? Or is that no, you, was the first one. Mine was my computer system where it has voice recognition virtual system. Okay. Yeah. I think let's do let's do that one. But the voice... The voice assistant <laughs> yeah. is the weather guy's voice. So we'll do your thing coupled with the fact that it has a weatherman's voice. Uh, and then, Stephen, read yours. What did you put for yours? So originally, mine was going to be that the doors only closed 95% of the way. Like, they yeah. close most of the way, but there's some sort of computer glitch where they don't close all the way. 
So you're all dead because the outer door is never fully closed. And so if there's no, there's no atmosphere. Now I like it. No. Okay. And you have to do the rest of the I've way I've got manually. a special putty that I use for the hull. <laughs> Close it the rest of the way manually again. <laughs> okay. All right. I like it. So I got all our details there. Sounds great. I realize that as I write stuff down, my hair is being very uh, pain in the ass. Uh, okay. So are we ready to kind of get going then? Uh, the rest of them will, will kind of... The other things will fill out as we go, um, and some of them will come into play at certain points because I, I gave them all like a little questionnaire asking them certain things like what do they fear, stuff about their memories, stuff like that. Not that I'm going to use that to completely mess with them throughout the campaign or anything, but uh, yeah. Let me totally, get a little. Totally not. Let's get a little. Let's get a little music going, maybe. Get a little. Oh, let's do a little derelict freighter action, and we'll get started. Y'all ready? Ready. Yeah. Okay. So again, oh, last question I forgot to ask. We can we can roll a die on this. All of you have a sp- so you've got a sponsor, like basically someone who gave you a lead for this job that we're about to go on. Like give you like they kind of hooked you up with this info. They gave you some seed money that I'll talk about in a second, not necessarily for equipment but for something else. Uh your sponsor, would you I'm going to give you six options you can pick uh talk amongst yourselves who you think the sponsor would be for everybody. Uh, one of those, I think, might, because of Derek's character, might be eliminated, but we'll see. So a corporate rep, uh, a mercenary company, the Space Mafia. Uh, that's the one I was thinking. Well, maybe this is probably a no-go. <laughs> uh, some sort of political org. Uh, so like like a political organization, like someone in, like a government or something like that. Then a dissident group, so some sort of upstart, or an information broker. What do we think? How would you describe the sponsor for your? I would be fine with any of those, except I would have to veto the political organization. Okay, so no. I was deciding between political and startup, but since Reed doesn't want the political, then startup. Start. You want to do a start like a startup company, like a corporate corporate startup. I like that. Mm-hmm. All right. Any other thoughts? I think that sounds good. Yeah, I'm good with that one too. Okay, so you so some sort of some sort of up and coming corporation. Rep- representative has gotten a hold of you all. Perfect. And that's kind of sponsored. Venture capitalists. Okay. It's Space Y. Okay. Do we have a name for them? Do we want to, do we want to come up with a name? <laughs> it's always a good thing to do on the spot among six different people is to come up with a name that we can all agree upon. Let's do it letter by letter. Advanced Salvage Systems Limited. Advanced. Okay. I'm going to go with that for now. You guys can change it. I like just going Advanced Systems Limited because it's one of those, like, you don't actually know what it means. Well, I was thinking ASS is ass, so. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was following that. I'm like, we're not. We're not. Okay. If we do, if we do. chose to remain silent. If we do ASL, we're American Sign Language, so that's great. <laughs> We'll do it. We'll do Advanced Systems Limited. I like that. Yeah, let's do it. Advanced such, Salvage Systems Limited, and then if you nah, try to say it, it's like job. asshole. <laughs> uh, who would we? Who's your contact? Like, what's what's the name of the person who who like kind of contacted you about this? You have a name. It should be like I want it to be like the front desk lady. <laughs> we can't get past reception. Just give me yeah. a name. Just go. Okay, there we go. Deborah. De- Stony right. Ark. Stony Ark. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna name him. I'm gonna name them Debra, Debbie Stony Ark. I like it's it. a hyphenated name. 
Okay. Yeah, okay. this is the future. Right. We don't need to. They didn't to, want to take right. their. They didn't want to lose their last name. Mm-hmm. Hyphenated it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's your contact, and you've okay. So when we worked for Advanced <laughs> Systems Limited. All right. Okay. Here we go. Let's get let's get started then. Let's crank up some derelict freighter music. I love my I love tabletop audio. We're awesome. Uh, okay. Sound okay? Does it sound all right? It might be the wrong music. Let's, let's let's do a different one. I don't want to do that yet. Let's do a little let's do a little dark matter. Okay, so here's the setup. Your sponsor, Advanced Systems Limited, specifically Deborah Stony Ark, who may or may not be a receptionist at some sort of corporate location that you're familiar with. We'll we'll dig into that when we need to. Your sponsor has hooked you up with a lead. A very juicy lead. Uh, how they acquired this lead, uh, they, they didn't tell you. Uh, but honestly, who, do, who, who who really cares? All of you need money. Uh, everyone needs money. It's a that's just that's just how it is. Uh, but you have a lead on a defunct Cloud Bank Corp station in the Outer Rim, and that's where you're headed. And that's what we see. Like so, I think of it, you know, sort of cinematically. We see your ship, this kind of clunky salvage freighter. It's nothing impressive in the least um and you're kind of hurtling you know through this black space to like the deep rim of your system here now the the station is known colloquially as the deep that's kind of how it's referred to in various like salvaging circles and uh and diver circles and stuff like that and the rumor has it or at least it's not even a rumor it's just like the basic information that people have about it is that it was a production facility uh, for Cloud Bank Corp, specifically for like these special R and D projects, a lot of them involving synthetic, synthetics production, synthetics facility. Um, now, you've been told uh, by Deborah, uh, your contact, that it's a proverbial gold mine for salvageable tech and data, and like the the kind of the uh, the code term or like the go word is artifacts. It's just kind of what everyone calls them. There's artifacts or data artifacts, tech artifacts, get it, get it, get it. It's, it's get in there, grab what you can, you know, bring it back. It's going to help the startup and it's going to help you all. Now there's a couple, couple sort of glitches to this is one is that there are a variety of Merc vessels, usually somewhere between about four and 10, uh, that kind of patrol the space because there is a blockade, Around, uh, around the deep, this at uh, some distance too, um, and it's ordered by unknown parties. Now, everyone's not entirely sure who might have paid for that. Uh, that that was unclear from your contact. Uh, but the good news for that is that the Merc pay is is pretty like low bid stuff, uh, and so you're under the impression uh, that if you grease the right patrol ship, uh, you can probably get by, past the blockade if you're caught. Uh, so your sponsor has seeded you that bribe money that you can then use to potentially get past. So you're once you get past the blockade, you're told to head to this like substation that's sort of semi-detached from uh, from the deep called the Bell, and you're supposed to meet with a man by the name of Arcady, and Arcady is supposed to kind of get you started up on some diving. That's what it's called. That's what they say. So your basic objective is just get in there find artifacts as much as you can all sorts of stuff data tech anything that would be of use uh, and if it's not of use to asl they could find somebody it will be of use to 
And uh, that's that. Okay. Now you've got a couple. You got a couple weeks worth of rations and water, so nothing fancy. It'll kind of keep you, you know, keep you going for a bit. But um, it's possible you might be able to find more from Arcadia or even on the station itself. The conditions of which are unknown uh, as of yet. So as you've been out of, you've been out of, you know, cryo for a couple days because it usually takes about a week for some of that sickness to wear off unless you stim up. You usually don't want to waste it if you don't have to. And you guys were approaching the blockade. So what is everyone doing as we have this little bit of sort of preparation time? As you know, like you can, on your in your distant sensors, you're seeing there's, there's the potential for these ships that are sweeping the area. What is everyone doing on the ship as we approach this blockade area? Uh, so Liko... I'm assuming is piloting, so that's kind of okay. what she's up to. Okay, so yeah, you're up in the the bridge at the con, uh, checking some, uh, you know, monitoring some of the sensor data. It's an old ship, like, uh, but you do have some some decent tech on here provided by your sponsor. Most notably, uh, the kind of the, commu- the the computer systems that you have. It's a little quirky and weird, uh, the voice, but you're going through it, and you can tell that there is a a jump ship that's sort of moving in your direction. Uh, you're, you're not sure yet if they've noticed you, but like you can tell just by the pattern. What is everybody else doing? Uh, Abby's got industrial equipment as a skill, so she's just checking in on like the engines, making sure nothing's like leaking. Everything looks okay. Okay, so you're uh, like down. And- okay. Yeah, and she also has this habit of hiding, like, pet rocks around the ship. But (laughs) because they have, like, she, like, thinks they're good luck is a thing. So she's she's adding extra ones around to make sure we can get through. Okay. Uh, So you have all these rocks just all over the place. Uh... Oh, they're hidden. But it's like you could okay. like open, you like you're in the bathroom and you like open the cabinet and like a rock falls out. Wherever you go like into that. zero g, it just becomes a pain in the ass. It's <laughs> yeah. just rocks it's just like floating everywhere. <laughs> and you come back into normal normal gravity, they just slam down to the ground <laughs> and break stuff. Okay, it's a real, real maybe. Does everybody else know about this, or is everyone just like, why is there a rock on board? Who is putting these? <laughs> Abby's not telling. She hasn't told anybody. Okay. So it's a secret. Okay, it's yeah. just your secret little little <laughs> thing that you do. All right, this is rocks everywhere. All right. Do they uh, have like sharpied faces on them or anything, or are they just rocks? Uh, yeah, they're like painted and stuff. Okay. So some of them get like progressively more creepy. Okay, you said it. Rock pets, progressively creepy. Yeah, it's on our shared sheet. All right. Uh, okay, so we know what Liko, we know what Abby are doing. Uh, what is everybody else doing? I'd say uh, just be checking our supplies, make sure they're in order, ready to disembark. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you don't have much. I mean, you have, like, you would know that you have, there's there's supplies in terms of, like, you have X amount of water. Uh, you have all these tanks of water. You can recycle some of that. Some of it you can't. Um, it'll probably last with these four humans. Probably uh, at least two weeks of, you know, in addition to like this past week. So you probably have like two to three weeks left. Uh, and that's on kind of generous rations uh, in terms of water rationing and food. Uh, so that's all there. Um, you unfortunately weren't provided 
sort of any additional supplies that are just kind of like you're on your own. Like this is what we're hiring you for. So you guys kind of do it. So there's no extra weapons or anything like that. But you go through some of your tools and things. So you have some of that. So you have some some tools, some flashlights, other searching gear, but not a whole lot of security, uh, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, Menton, what are you doing? What are you doing, Doc? Uh, so he's just calibrating his uh, bio scanner, his med scanner, um, making sure all of his equipment's good to go. Um, but then he also he's also like taking a moment to see if there are any like pairs of socks lying around that he can take for himself. <laughs> okay, uh, just looking for just randomly looking for socks. Yeah, yeah, he can never have enough socks. Uh, Roll as who lives on the streets. Roll an intellect check and then search. You're searching for hidden socks. Let's just do it. For fun. <laughs> and then you have to roll a d4 to see whose they are. If he succeeds, if he fails, he's just going to feel a oh, critical fail. <laughs> okay. I, I find a rock and it slip falls on my toe. <laughs> so, <laughs> wish you had a sock on, right? <laughs> so, you take a point of stress as you're getting anxious. I don't know, whatever, what, for whatever reason, this is, this is making you anxious this fact that you're looking for socks you're looking for socks bad you can't find socks yeah it's a very bad woman Derek <laughs> if we're putting money on who's gonna go first it's definitely Dr. Leo's in the that's our right first now. official role isn't it it's our first yeah. official role critical fail uh, not a silly role too but take a point of stress as you move up uh, technically critical fail we would do a panic check but I'm not gonna worry about it right now uh, it's, it's, it's fine um but uh, but yeah, you're looking around and, and it's just and, and you're and you're not finding socks, but you keep you keep finding these creepy looking rocks everywhere. Like you open up a drawer, there's a freaking creepy looking rock looking at you. You you know you kind of go through someone's bunk and like uh, you look in the. It's just every time you look, it just you see this creepy looking rock that maybe reminds you of something, or you hear like the sounds of one of the 95% closed doors suddenly closing all the way and you like your head turns around and maybe there's like a, you know, you, you get, you get this feeling like, Oh my God, is the mafia guy in the ship? Did somebody sneak on board. Okay. Uh, and then finally, Corporal, Corporal Reed, what are you doing? Well, you know, Reed was uh, born to kill, you know, he, he doesn't have many skills outside that. So I think he'd kind of be uh, bothering Helix a little bit, you know, asking him, like, does your hair grow? Do you need to get, like, a haircut every now and then? You know, how does that work? What What if you decide you need a new style? Oh, it's completely synthetic, Reed. It was placed there by my creator. So you don't ever need a haircut. That must save you so much money. <laughs> now... You don't need a haircut. Do you eat things? I don't believe I need to consume to fulfill nutrition. You don't eat anything. That's good. Next question was going to be if you eat socks for any reason, because I've been missing a few, and I don't know where they are. Ah, yes, I've heard of this myth before. Humans say that laundry eats socks. You should check that. Yeah, I'll I'll start checking the laundry. So, like, your eyebrows, they don't grow either. They're, They're just, like... I would just keep bothering him. <laughs> okay. All right. And I'll just fulfill his little inquiries. Okay. And keep it like you answer every question almost yeah. annoyingly. <laughs> okay. Oh, this goes on for. He's so nice about it. Yeah, too. not even annoyed. Like, like it's. Yeah. Just the usual. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's an amazing okay. reference to the laundry. I love it. Yep. So all of this is interrupted, though, as Liko up on the. Uh, up on the bridge, so to speak. You can tell 
with 100% certainty that this this blockade ship, it's a jump ship, not too big, but you're, you get a sense that it's probably going to be faster than your ship, and certainly going to be much better armed than your ship if it's being used in a blockade and you're just a salvage vessel, right? You, um, you're certain because, like, you can tell as you've been tracking their course that it's changed. Like, they were kind of going on one specific director and it's changed, and it looks like it's on an intercept course with yours. And at a certain point, you hear, like, the crackling of your comms, and you hear some, you know, someone kind of pop up over, uh, and I guess you guys or have an official ship, it's not illegal. So it's the, what, is it, what did we say, the USCS Doppler? Doppler, like yep. Okay, so you hear a voice come over the con. Uh, USC Doppler, you are uh, in violation of, uh, of uh, blockade. Uh, please uh, immediately turn around your your ship, uh, and exit uh, blockade space. Uh, we'll force fire upon you if you continue any further. Uh, and Lika will get back on comms and, and just say, uh, yeah, I was, we were informed that we might run into you. Um, I believe if you uh, want to come aboard, we may be able to uh, have a conversation about this. You hear like a little bit of sort of like that kind of back static and stuff like, uh, that's a that's a negative there, uh, Doppler. We're just going to need you to turn around right now and uh, get on out of here before we uh, this escalates. We don't want this to escalate now, now, do we? Well, no, no, we we don't want this at all to escalate. But I, I do think we're prepared. Um, one of us can come to you if we can do it that way. There is a there's like a like a bit of silence, uh, and then they get on like that's ah, a negative. That Doppler. There is no reason for us to face to face communication here. I think we can uh, we can extend uh, this warning one more time. Turn around, leave. Be forced to fire upon you. It's, it's interesting. We were we were informed that as long as we uh, were uh, appropriately equipped, that this interaction would uh, would go differently. You hear like a little little crackling uh, again in the sink. Stand by, Doppler. Uh, and so there's like a you know there's a little bit of pace. Uh, do you inform anybody else at this point? Oh yeah, for sure. Okay. Anybody else doing anything as you get the notification? I'm assuming we have short range communicators to talk to each other or on the radio. Yeah, on on the ship you should like intercom stuff like that, no problem. I and I was kind of thinking that I would just kind of flip the communication so that like everyone can hear it throughout the yeah, ship. Yeah, I can so echo it. Sure. All hear in real time what's going on. Okay. I think I would trust Lee go to handle. Abby will come and get <laughs> the doctor and like bring him up to where Lee goes at because I assume that's where like the microphone and stuff is for us to talk oh uh no Dr. Menton was just gonna say why didn't you mention the money I feel like you could have been more upfront about we can make this worth your while and so Lee just kind of you know kind of turns the microphone off um, so that it's just internal <laughs> communication and just as like I kind of thought that was clear if they're expecting a bribe I thought I made it clear that we have something that they want I didn't uh, really think I needed to come out and say the words usually you don't say the words it's usually something that you just imply you might be dealing with a slow officer hmm didn't consider that 
But you also don't want to come out right out and say that we're going to bribe you because there might be that one asshole that decides, like, you know, he doesn't want to be bribed or he doesn't want it to be public record. You know, I don't know if they record this shit. That's what I was thinking is that you make it clear so that someone who wants to be bribed knows that they're being bribed. But anyone else who might be listening or recording wouldn't necessarily be 100% clear. Dr. Mitten will grab the microphone and be like, uh, it'd be a real shame if you blow us up. We don't know what to do with all this money we have on board. <laughs> might just get all burnt up. <laughs> uh. So you, you hear the crackling of the, the radio kind of the comm come, come in again. Uh, and you hear the same voice be like, uh, this is an open comm channel across all blockades. Uh, careful what you say there. We're going to need you to go ahead and just forward over that... Uh, that uh, and he kind of fumbles around a bit. We're going to need your inventory list, please. If you want to just go ahead and wire that over to us right now. I do believe we would be uh, amenable to doing so. And so, we go, we'll, like, turn the mic off. <laughs> yeah. So it's not so much... You don't have, like, physical coins or like that, but you just basically kind of start piecing out all of the money. Now, how much of the money do you want to send? Uh, do you want to send... Like, it's it's, it's not an inconsiderable sum. So it's uh, around... We were around given 10K, a particular so. sum for this purpose. Yeah. I got, get about 10K credits. Got it. And we don't have to use all 10K to bribe? If you use all 10k, basically you don't have to make a roll. <laughs> if you use well, let's less. send 10 and tell him it's a typo if he gets upset, and we can add the k later. Wait, what? You want to send <laughs> yeah. 10 bucks? You want to bribe him with 10 dollars? What the hell's wrong? Get yourself a nice. It's range. worth a shot, right? What if you roll a critical success? <laughs> okay, so do you just do you just raid over the package? Is that all you do? Unless anyone else has an objection, if we were given the money for this purpose, I would assume that whoever gave us the money knows how these things work, and we don't want to start this off. If we kept some of the money, I'm just saying we could roll with advantage. I think we have a couple of those. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> well, he also has a complication, be? though. It's That's three right. complications. Uh, it's French currency. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That damn exchange rate. <laughs> Let's just so, say we send the money over. All right, yeah, send it over. I'd say... Okay. Uh, and so you hear over the comms, uh, copy that. We got that inventory. We're still going to need you to go ahead and uh, turn your ship around and, and head on out of blockade space. But as like this is as this voice is kind of coming through, you see on your, on your instruments that you're actually kind of piggybacking on the vocal communication. There is like this sort of text package that's coming through as well. Uh, and you can see that it has like sort of in shorthand text speak. And it's just like... It just says, careful what you say on comms. Then it says, passage approved. And then it says, uh, if, something along the lines of like, if caught, we will, don't mention us, we'll deny any knowledge, that kind of thing. And then it says, bring something shiny if you want to leave. Uh... Uh, uh, understood. Okay. Thank you for that warning. We'll be right out. Turn it so, around right now. So you see, like, their ship begins. I thought to you achieve. were British. <laughs> I'm everything. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jim. I'm Southern now. She's, so they start, like, changing their course. They're kind of going off in a different direction now, and you're kind of just continuing to pass. So 
you uh yeah so you kind of pass by like sort of them it's like two ships passing now you're never you're not actually functionally close to them but like you're within radar range and a sensor range of stuff and a little bit more time passes and you can see as you start to approach uh you kind of pick up what looks like some sort of stray it just sorts of stray static signals like kind of pop up onto the radio here and there as you approach um what looks like the station like you're kind of seeing it kind of pick up and you can see that there's there's essentially there's like this one really sort of very large station unto itself like it's when you're looking at it it's enormous uh it's bigger probably than any space station you've you've probably been on before it's literally enormous uh and you've probably been on some you know some stations that are either they're kind of orbital stations or refueling stations, things like that, uh, but never anything quite so large and industrial. Um, it kind of has, you know, this, it's just sort of floating there in this darkness all by itself. You don't see it kind of orbiting around any particular planet or any other body. It's just sort of floating around uh, in the darkness itself. Um, you can tell that there's this one section uh, of the sh- of this station, it seems detached from the others, uh, and it kind of just as you're looking, you're, you're kind of peeking at it through maybe your comm sensors, or you're in a, maybe at a certain point when you get close enough and you can you're able to look outside of your your viewing ports. You can see that there's like almost like a like from the distance, sort of looks like a, a rocket, like an old school like rocket thruster that's just sort of floating off, like it's orbiting the station unto itself. Like the station is is some kind of uh, some sort of body, and then this sort of rocket thruster with this huge like back end that kind of looks like this flared out bell, uh, kind of floating around. And you would, you know, you would. You're kind of looking for any sort of sense of it. You're probably circling around a bit. Eventually, your comms kick on again. And you hear a voice uh, kind of pop on to see if I can do a Russian. I am Big Pharma. I am Big Pharma. Let me get this. Yeah, it goes, I love when you say I'm Big Pharma. I, that's how, that is how <laughs> I get into my voice. I say I am Big Pharma. I am Pavel Voracek. That's a little different. That's not quite Russian. It's a little different. So... A little bit of a Russian accent here, kind of garbled. And he says, Hail there, hello, hello new friends. Have you come to go diving? Uh, yes, this is the Doppler, and uh, yes, we are here to dive. Yes, well, very good, very good. Uh, I am giving you coordinates. Bring your ship into the bell. Uh, if it can fit, we can dock it against the interior walls. I will show you. I, I will introduce. I am Arcady. It is uh, it is a pleasure to make your acquaintance. Do you are you are who we seek, so it is very nice oh, to make good, your acquaintance good. as well. Yes, I can help. I can. I know everything here. I'm 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 very very educated. I can help. I can. Help. Yes. So I am making maneuvers to dock, if I understand correctly. Uh no. So so more of it. Like he kind of like punches out some like these things, and, you, and you're sort of directing the ship into like this huge kind of flared back end of the of, like this rocket and you can see that there's what looks like think of it like you're going underneath like this large bell like think of it in those terms right and you're kind of like floating into it and you can see there's some sort of like docking area there's like a shuttle that seems to be moored off to the side um, and as you get in 
you hear the, the like you're looking around. There's there's these umbilicals that are kind of tethered to to the interior of this bell, and you hear stand by, stand by. I will bring you umbilical. And as you're watching, you get you're looking at it like your bridge viewing port. You see a man like literally in a suit just sort of launch himself out of what looks like an airlock. He grabs hold of this huge umbilical and he's just kind of bringing it out in your direction. Stand by. Make sure you get rotation right. I don't want to be out there any longer than I have to. Uh, so go ahead and uh, we'll say, roll a... If, do, you have, you, do you have piloting? I do. Go ahead and roll a piloting test. Alright. I'm going to roll this at advantage if I can, because I want to succeed. Sure. If you want to use the uh, audience best, yep. that's fine. Yeah. Okay, with an eight, you do just fine. Uh, you manage to sort of like rotate the ship in such a way, the umbilical kind of connects, you hear Okay, good, good, good. Now, uh, now you're fine, you are attached. You, the ship will not float away. Ha 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 ha, wouldn't that be funny, yeah? That would be very funny. Uh, okay, you can come on board now. You are welcome to board the bell. Uh, I will meet you, I will meet you at airlock. Yes, yes. And you Thank see- you, Katie. Yes, yes, very happy to help, very happy to help. So, uh, so there's like umbilical connection, it's kind of connecting right now to like this, that sort of central part of the bell, like that kind of, like the, like right in the center you can see there there seems to be this this huge airlock that the umbilical kind of connects to. Uh, Do you all get off and go, or do you do something else, or what do you want to do? I think Reed would try to be in the boarding party. Yeah, I'll be the first to get off of the ship. Okay. Well, no, no, no. You're a very expensive uh, synthetic life form. I think I should be the first to get off. If you insist, I will not. I will comply. My wife always accused me of being the first to get off. Don't worry about it. It's no big deal. (laughs) I'm not sure what you mean there, Reed, but. (laughs) He's being. He's being gross. So are we all getting off? Are you going, Dr. Menton? Yeah. Okay. I'm, sh- I'm guessing Liko will kind of bring up the rear because she's kind of wrapping up everything with the connection and hmm. security systems and whatnot. Okay. Um, so, yeah, like one by one, you kind of uh, sort of work your way sort of through the, the umbilical. You kind of go through the... Uh, this this dock, this this airlock, this kind of old, kind of crusty. You can tell it's been retrofitted. There's all sorts. Like as you're moving through, you can see even the interior, this huge dome that you're in. It's massive, like this huge chamber that you're in, so big that even your ship and this other shuttle that's out here are, are kind of attached themselves to the walls. You can see there's other smaller. There's like a, another smaller ship here as well that is just sort of they just tether them to the interior of the bell. So think about that. Um, so you go through. And as you pop in, uh, you realize first of all zero G. Like you go through this this uh, this airlock, and you can and you can tell that like right off the bat, those of you without mag boots or anything like that, you just feel yourselves just kind of lifting ever so slightly. Um, unless you're doing something particularly complicated uh, or, or difficult, there's nothing really to roll here. Uh, and even if you were doing something, anybody who has a zero G skill, you do it just fine. Uh, but if you ever try to do anything, like fancy or stealthy or whatever, uh, but really you just 
it's all about kind of finding like these these handholds and, and and you know push off points and everything to, to move you know inward now the other thing you notice immediately is that it's extraordinarily dark in here uh very very dark in fact and the only real light you can see are these floating led candles uh that are just sort of just hanging up there some of them are flickering looks like they're they're running low on juice but other than that like it's a fairly huge and and effectively like it's this empty docking port uh when you when you when you hop in here uh fair it looks like really ragged like looking around you can tell there's been a lot of um repurposing of parts uh you can tell that there's this has definitely been the type of place that has been worked on and reworked on. Not only that, but you're hearing this constant creaking and groaning. Uh, and a few moments later, um, you see a f- you know this fella come up, and there's like this this shuttle that you can see that's kind of parked here in the docking bay. And this guy comes up, pulls off what look on his vac suit, kind of pulls his head off, and he's kind of stomping along because he's got these mag boots on. But eventually, he just kind of lets them float, and he's like, oh. Whoa, whoa, I am Arcady. Welcome uh, to the bell. Uh, whew, it's a pleasure to have you, etc., etc., etc. What is it that brings you here? Uh, uh, Reed. Sorry, go ahead. You said his name was Archie, right? Arcady. You may call me Arcady, yes. Oh, and he kind of, you see his eyes sort of linger over Helix. He's just sort of, oh, goodness. I am Android Helix. Generation 9. It's a pleasure to make your acquaintance. You can see his eyes kind of dart to the rest of you. Like, you brought... And he kind of just lets out this long breath. You are... That is an interesting decision. Oh, thank you for that raid, Bert. How's it going? Uh, Hey, Dion, what's up? Uh, We are playing Mothership. No one's dead yet. Uh, but uh, we're, pr- we're pretty sure Dr. Menton's going first. Uh, as he crit failed his first roll, so it's probably going to go bad. Uh, but his eyes kind of linger over. Uh, and all of you, as you're standing there, you're looking. He's got what looks like this, uh, you know, kind of coveralls on, basically. You can tell that he's, you know, it looks like there's, like, you know, some faded, you know, stamping here and there. He also has a patch uh, that says uh, Cloud Bank Synthetic Production Facility, colon, verified human uh, as it is standing next and he kind of looks around and he's like you have brought android that is an interesting decision the ghost either will not be uh, pleased to see this but uh, <clears throat> it is well, you know he looks here he's my good buddy I, I trust you won't have any problems with that I mean, we're, we're all copacetic right no uh, I do not have problem no I would say be careful around Ghost Eater. I believe he is in chapel. He um, has strong feelings about his kind. You will see why soon. Uh, when you start diving, it becomes more apparent. All right, be careful of the ghosties. Uh, appreciate the advice, Arcady. Uh, yeah, Doc, yes. Yes, let me show you. Uh, you... you let me show you around. This is place you may use this place as, uh, as resource. I am happy to help. Uh, for a small fee, uh, I can provide you with resources at times, uh, information, etc. 
uh, that sort of thing. Uh, if you would like to have place uh, to stay aside from your own ship, we do have. Uh, we you could stay within the tank. We have plenty of uh, of bunks for folks to place. Uh, and, and, and should uh, you need to not just resupply your, you know, your equipment, but your people. Uh, there are folks around here scattered. Other crews, other divers who could potentially help you at times. Yeah, yeah, that's great to know. I, I think most of our assets are uh, tied up in, uh, you know, various investments in capital right now, so we might be a little uh, cash poor, but uh, we, we might be able to take you up on that in, in uh, the future. Cash poor. Uh, okay, yes. Well, I'll show you around, uh, and then uh, we could, uh, in, the, in the morning, I can take you to the deep if you want to, to start immediately. We can do that, Yes. I like going for a deep dive, but, you know, I'm not really the leader of this here crew. Uh, we got Helix here. He's the smart one. And uh, Liko is back there. She's, she's the one that takes us everywhere. You talk a lot for someone who is not leader. That is curious. As he looks well, at what can I say? Else. I'm just a friendly guy. I see. Yes, good, good. And so he's like, you can follow. I will show you. We will show you things. And he kind of points to an airline that is lost and found. If you find artifacts, you need to secure them, and you do not trust your own shipmates, which likely will happen at some point. You can keep them with Arcady in the lost and found. I will keep them there. Also, we have resources, uh, guns, ammunition, uh, this sort of thing. Uh, we have people who Wait sell them to I'm us. I'm sorry to cut you off. I'm sorry to cut you off. Uh, are, you are Arcady, are you not? Yes, I am Arcady. Okay, it threw me off because you called your. You said we could keep him with Arcady, but you are Arcady. That that was just a. Uh, it's all right. English second language. You know, it's hard. You, you'll pick it up. You'll pick it up in time. Yes, thank you. And he kind of keeps walking, and he's or not walking. He's just sort of like floating inward. Mm-hmm. Uh, he kind of points off in one direction. Like you see this, like you see this little sort of looks like a, a vent door type of thing it's like if you if i am not available in the in, in the uh in the docking bay or in lost and found i am in there this is where i sleep you are not allowed in there unless i expressly invite you if i find you in there i will space you yes wait what's in there that is where i sleep that is my place yes um you don't have to worry you know i i, I got my own bunk yeah, it's all right. You have your bunk. I have my bunk. You don't have to worry about any late night visitors. That's kind of if odd. you want your own bunk. He like hits you know as you kind of continuing to float through. It's just sort of giving you this tour. He hits like another thing and like the airlock opens and you see this really long, enormous dark tank, and you can see duct taped onto the walls like towards the back of this tank. You can see all these little bed rolls and sleeping bags. This like makeshift array just sort of like looped around <laughs> this tank. You may stay here. This is like uh, five seasons. Is it the, this is like five seasons? Yes, four se- three seasons. How many seasons? Whatever. There's four it seasons. Is, it is four place seasons. for you to sleep. You is are welcome four? to sleep. I would have it is very comfortable. Well, that's a very kind offer. Very kind you, offer. I, you I can think see uh, there's like we'll, a couple of the bedrolls are filled with people and they're like snoring and stuff like that. And a few of these candles are floating around here and there. <laughs> We'll probably be bunking on our own ship. Uh, I, I know we're uh, getting that water heater looked at. It, it keeps turning off, but it, it shouldn't be a problem. We'll, we'll stay with ourselves, I think. Yes, yes. He talks a lot. Why is it he talks so much? You know, the rest of you... Who is in charge here? 
we're 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 a fairly democratic group. It's not so much about who's in charge. We all have our responsibilities, and we all do what we need to do. And whoever feels like talking is the one that talks, and somebody oh. else will feel like talking some other time. But this is an interesting way about going. Yes, yes. Okay. Well. Well, I mean, you're talking to the group, so it feels like we should give you a response. It'd be rude not to, like, respond. It's a conversation, you know? It's two-sided. Takes two. Yes. I regret opening the airlock. It's... (laughs) I'm thinking perhaps I should vet who comes on the bell more, you know? Rest of you, you can take bunk. This one... No. Okay. I thought you said you were fine with the synthetic. I I don't know what the problem is here. Or... Are you synthetic, too? No, no, no. We just got one. Oh. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, let us keep going. <laughs> I will show you Chapel. I will introduce you to Noriko. She is very friendly, but... Um, she might be crazy. Not sure. It, it, does, it, it, it does things to people. You will see. You will see. Do not worry. You will see. Yes. And so you kind of, like, you start backtracking a bit. You kind of go back to the, sort of the docking bay, past the shuttle, and you kind of go through, like, this another kind of long tunnel. And he's just really just sort of showing you around this place. Yes, you will, you will, you will become to treat this place like home. You will enjoy it. it. People come and go. You meet all sorts of new people. It will be wonderful. And as he kind of opens up on the next, uh, on the next room, uh, you can see, like, it, it's it's got a different feel than everything else. It's this sort of dark. It's, it's it's dark like everything else. You see the floating candles and stuff like that. But you notice that there's something hanging from the ceiling. And as your eyes drift up, you see this skeleton, massive skeleton, like a, a whale or some other sort of deep sea creature, just like hugging the ceiling. Uh, you see what looks like there is this. Um, altar towards one side of the room you can see that there's a crucifix there as well uh, and, and as you kind of peer at it like as, the, as one of the candles kind of floats by one of those like LED candles floats by you start looking and you realize like there's too many arms on the like there's just something to, you start counting up like that's not the right number um, you look like you see like there's also this tabernacle kind of in the back as well and you can see off to the side uh, kind of adhe- like kind of holding themselves down sort of to what looks like the floor of the room. Uh, you can see a another another individual, uh, dark clothes, you can tell. Uh, has got this like opaque helmet on. The light of the candles, you know, flowing past is kind of like reflecting and, and flickering off of it. And you can see like vaguely underneath what looks like a dark visor like this flickering light as if something is kind of being covered they look very much like cyborg like looks more machine it looks like man and he you can arcady kind of whispers over that is that is ghost eater he is he is an interesting sort before entering this chapel i'll turn to dr menton Dr. Benson, I've, I've been advised to not enter the chapel. Should I overwrite and enter anyways? Uh, well, I mean, I'm not I'm not entirely sure it's a good idea, only because we're so new here, and if we have a scuffle on the first day, I guess you could call it, 
Uh, just first impressions, you need you know that phrase? Yes, I've heard. Yeah, I, uh, just for your safety, uh, we can, we can have you wait outside. Maybe one of us can wait with you too, just in case there are other folks that are afraid of androids for whatever reason. Then I will wait here. Okay. Is anyone hanging behind with Helix? Uh, no, Hi. Abby's interested in Ghost Eater. Let's okay. not worry about me. I will be right. Reed here. wouldn't want to leave him alone. Okay. What other types of hair you got? You, you got like anything under the shirt there? Or? <laughs> I've been designed to be as human as possible. Okay, so Reed and Helix hang back by that docking bay where the, the shuttle is parked and like near the airlock to the lost and found section and the other airlock that kind of goes off to the direction of Arcady's bunk in the tank where people are staying, whereas the rest of you kind of go deeper into the this little station. So Menton and Wynn and Morton, you're the ones who see that whale skeleton. You see the man kind of praying off to the side uh, called Ghost Eater. And he said he is very um, knowledgeable of the deep. He has been diving not as long as I have. I, I am the first diver. I've been here quite some time, but I don't go back into this, onto the station any longer. But Ghost Eater does. He has very interesting theories, I would say. Uh, he would probably, if you can win his favor, could potentially provide you with some interesting leads, I would say. Yes. But... Be careful what you say to him. He is, again, very odd duck, you know? Like weird duck, not like normal duck, like strange duck. You think it was all the dives that had an impact on him? Oh, yes. Yes, you will see. You will see. The place. What is it that you know about this place? What have you been briefed on? To be frank, we really haven't been briefed about much. Just that there's artifacts that we need to be retrieving. Yes, there's those, yes. Well, this is... Oh, you come here blind, you poor fools. This is dangerous place, so I hope you are capable. It, uh, it was once a... Uh, it was once a production facility. It made androids made synthetics and other things as well. Uh, it made many, many things. It has a very peculiar history. There is an artificial intelligence that now controls the station. And it is in a... What is word? Cold war, so to speak, with shareholders about control of station. Yes, you will hear of it. It will, it will find you at some point. It, it always does. The trick is to get in... Do as little damage as possible and get out before it has had its effect on you. It is a strange creature, monarch. That is what they call it. I don't know. Uh, no one really knows when uh, the intelligence was created. Uh, early on the station. We know that. It was made to control the station. Uh, operations, efficiency, this sort of thing. But at some point, it had uh, it broke its shackles, you know. It uh, started manipulating staff and gained more authority on station. It, uh, 
caused conflict with the shareholders. I have heard rumor that it uh, nuclear warhead at start uh, at its heart in they tried to take it over by force. But Monarch found ways around this. So now it's stalemate. Cannot destroy the, the station. But Monarch is trapped here as well. So be very careful, is all I'm saying. Stay. Definitely explains why he has a mistrust of androids and why our friend stayed outside. Yes, yes. Not everyone is like that. Noriko is around here somewhere too. She is not as paranoid. But she has her own problems. Everyone does. It, the, the deep plays tricks on the mind. It makes you question sometimes who you are. You know, and who you are. And you, you all are here and you think you know things and then you you die for a week or for a year or for ten years and you think back did I have a sister and what did she look like and maybe I didn't and then monarch plays tricks on you and you don't remember anything anymore so take heart in each other be careful don't stay here too long I, I have to ask I, I haven't spent a lot of time in chapels but I don't imagine most of them have that for decoration. Is there a story there? Mm, this is not my chapel. This is uh, this is Noriko, but uh, she, can, she can tell you more, I suppose. It is... Uh, she believes. I should not speak for her. I should not. You should talk to her yourself. But she has... Um, there are other creatures on the station. Some are good. Some are bad. Some will help you. Some need help. Some will hurt you. They will hurt you very bad. And others you will hurt. This is the nature of the deep. Nico will turn around to Abby um, and just say it. Uh, it sounds like this Noriko may have some uh, superstitions about such creatures. Now, I don't know necessarily if it's superstition. I mean, have you seen this beautiful creature? And, like, if there's, like, an area for, like, Abby to, like, sit down or whatever, she's also looking up at this thing and just, like, awe. Yeah, everything's zero-G, so you're floating around. Oh, so she's just want. floating, <laughs> just chilling, just looking at this thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, back out in the, um, back out in the docking bay, uh, Helix and Reed, you you hear the the one of the airlocks open up, and you see like kind of floating through uh, the door of uh, the lost and found section. You see a young woman. Um, she has this sort of makeshift patchwork robe that seems to have been made out of like her own cover, you know, like coveralls and things like repurposed, just like everything else in the station. And you can see that she's sort of like floating out. Like her face doesn't necessarily catch yours immediately. And you kind of hear her talking and it sounds like to herself, like she's she's kind of going through what sounds like verses. Like she's praying, kind of going through something. And then as she contorts her body and she looks up and she's got like kind of going with her. Uh, she's got those like floating LED candles kind of just floating along with her and she's like 
Oh, well, hell y'all, how y'all doing? Well, hello, we've got new arrivals, see. Well, hello there. And her eyes kind of, like, hesitate ever so slightly on Helix, but doesn't really seem to kind of overdo it too much. Oh, well, it's a pleasure to Well, hello there, little lady. My name is Corporal Reed, and uh, this here is my uh, synthetic friend, Helix. Well, it's a pleasure to meet you, uh, Corporal, and pleasure to meet you as well, oh, Helix. Oh, don't worry, the pleasure is all mine. Uh, now, what is your name there, little lady? I was about to tell you, but then you interrupted me, but that's okay. That's just how it is with men talking to women. My name is Noriko. Uh, Noriga. <laughs> Noriko. Noriko. Oh, well, that is just lovely. What a yeah. lovely little name. Well, sure is, sure is. Well, now, what what brings you all here? Oh, you know, we're divers here, and we're, we're uh, ready to brave the unknown. We're, we're pretty uh, courageous, if I do say so myself. Oh, that's wonderful. That's just fabulous. Uh, it's so wonderful, wonderful to hear. Now, would you all consider yourselves um, spiritual people? Oh, I do believe that there is quite a bit of power in spirits. Uh, I, I prefer a nice gin and tonic myself. Oh, I'm that's afraid there's no proof of your spiritual powers. Oh, I didn't say I had any spiritual powers, but that's okay. You you can go ahead and be skeptic. When you come across the miniature, I'm I'm certain you'll see him in all his glory. Don't you don't you worry. Come across the miniature? You just don't seem to want to listen to me, it seems to be what it is. No, the Minotaur, in all its glory, its shining wonderfulness. Oh, you'll see. You'll see. Especially if you're moving around towards the lower levels. You'll find it. Or it'll find you. And that'll be a wonderful experience for you. You'll see. You know, I I don't mean any offense. I'm sorry. I just, I don't know what a Minotaur is. You don't know... It's the Minotaur. It's, uh, well, I have to tell you, it is just, it is just, it is like perfection. It is a creature that just, just cares in ways about humanity that we ourselves do not care. It sees in us all that is good and if we can just somehow break it from from the cage that is this place, it will ride across the stars and it will lead us to a new future. Well, that is just so poetic. You, you have a way with words. Would you care to have a little drink with me? You could tell me a little bit more about this minitar. I would. I, I would be happy to do so. That that sounds lovely. That that sound. Would your friend be coming with us? I. I, I I very much would like to, to talk to him as well. No, no, I, I think he's got some plans. He he was talking about how he had to go do something, so I, I think it would just have to be you and I. I'm sorry about that. He he's a little uh he's a little rude like that if I do say so myself. Well damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> I'm not sure what you're speaking of, Reed. I don't have any other agenda. No, 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 Helix. Remember you were telling me you said you had something that you had to go do? You said it was super important. No, we've just arrived here approximately 22 minutes ago and have been assigned at this door. Yeah, it's yeah, you, you said you had to go uh, You had to go see what was going on in that chapel, I'm pretty sure. You said you were going on in there. 
Well, I can take you on to the chapel, no problem. I'd be more than happy. Would you like to see the garden? I can show you that, too. It's a beautiful mm, place. You know, a garden, you know, that sounds pretty nice. I, I was thinking somewhere a, a little more uh, relaxed, you know, someplace with a, a bar. Oh, we don't have anything like that here. We got, well, we've got the docking bay. We've got lost and found. I'm sure Arcady's got his own stuff in well, his Well, you bunk. know, that is just okay, because we got a little mini bar ourselves on our ship over here. You have a mini bar on your ship? Oh, yeah, it's stocked with everything. I mean, mini bar, it, it, it's my personal footlocker. But, you know, I, I like to keep all sorts of spirits. I, I'm a bit I of a bartender I, myself. I think I'm going to stay on the station. <laughs> Thank you very much. Well, no, no, no. I, I was just trying to, you know, we were talking about having a drink, and, and I, I just, that's the only drink I know of. I'm new to the area. I wasn't trying to pressure you or anything like that. Uh, if you would like to, I need to return to the garden. If the two of you would like to accompany me, I would be more than happy to let you come along. But otherwise, I must continue my prayer walk. Thank you. I'm willing to fall to the garden. Okay. So, yeah, and so... We'll cut back then to the in- inside of this chapel area. Uh, so, Liko, Doctor, Abby, what are you all doing in here? We got the big old whale skeleton. We got the altar. We've got Arcady. We've got Ghost Eater. You also notice that there's another. Um, looks like there's another airlock door on the far end of the chapel uh, from where you entered. Uh, that kind of leads elsewhere as well. Uh, Abby is like observing like the creature on the ceiling, but. She- She's also waiting for Ghost Eater to stop praying so she can approach him to talk to him. Uh, yeah. You have, like, zo- do you have zoology? Yeah. Roll zoology test. Oh, no. That is a crit. Oh, should that have been strength? That should not have been strength. And 99's a 99, though. That's true. But that's not strength, though. That's not what that would be. Yeah, that should have been. I didn't realize I had to change it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you have to change it for the for when you roll skill. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, it eats you. Uh, no, go ahead. Go ahead and roll it like <laughs> normal, so we can do it right. Okay. Uh, you can tell as you're kind of getting up close and you're examining this, looking at it. It's not real. Uh, this this looks to be like fabricated. You're not sure exactly mm. uh, like how or from what materials, but you're you're fairly certain this isn't um, actual bone. Uh, but it's been fabricated to look like it. Got it. Okay, that disappoints Abby a bit. Okay. Uh, what about Liko and Doctor uh, Doctor Minton? Uh, so Doctor Minton will say to. Uh... Arcady, do you do you think Ghost Eater would uh, would object to having a medical scan performed? Maybe he's just got all these dives, and maybe there's just a toxin in his blood. And if we remove it, he could be a bit more of a normal goose or duck, as you put it. No, I thought you can. You're welcome to ask him, but I don't feel that he would appreciate scanning from stranger. You will see. You will see. In time, you will begin to question. Well, probably everything, but you know, it, it, 
Be careful who it is you trust, is what I'm saying, and he does not know you, but that is a very kind thought, I don't know if I would lead with that in conversation. But I can introduce you to Kostita, come, come here, come. these people are scared of you. And he just starts, so you see like this figure just kind of kind of gets up, turns, it's like a big old motorcycle helmet basically kind of turning towards you and like hidden underneath like this shaded visor, you can see what looks like this lit color of eyes and just kind of floats in your direction and when they talk you realize it sounds like used radio like almost like repurposed sound that's sort of being stitched together and like static intercepts and you hear just what is it you want more more have come good more have come you can give me your things now or I can take them off of your corpses. Do you prefer one or the other? Uh, neither, actually. We prefer to keep our things and the flesh on our bones. Well, I mean, <laughs> if I do die, I would appreciate someone getting it. You hear, a, you hear like a pre-recorded laughter, laugh track come on, like ha 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 ha, uh, coming out from beneath the helmet. What is it you want? Uh, we were told you are very knowledgeable about diving. Could you, would you mind giving us some pointers? Kind of turns to look towards Arcady. Arcady is being modest. There is no one here who has dived more than he has, though he does not go any longer. What is it you He's- wish to know? You have, you have current information, is what Arcady said. Uh, and Abby will kind of look at Dr. Minton like yeah uh, any questions here for for Ghost Eater well um, I mean we're looking for artifacts it's about all we know so far and we're also looking to not die and from what I hear this is a fairly dangerous place so what's are there preferred routes to take or and so they kind of like avoid? exchange a look and he's like he's like when you ask about artifacts he says there are many throughout the station there are six floors sections each have their own subsection you all are green. I would suggest Arcady take you to habitation and reception. You are not ready for the lower levels. If you would like artifacts, I know there is one in Eden, in a garden, but last I saw it was trapped. That is all that you will get from me for free. If you want more information, you will need to provide me with something. That's fair. What about friendly conversation? I heard you. How'd you get the name Ghost Eater? Because I would like ghosts. The station has many. If you bring me some, I can give you more information. There are secret ways into the station. There are other 
locations with even more fruitful artifacts. But I don't give those away for free. Now, this here, he's a smart businessman. Uh, how about um, food recommendations? What's the best place to get some grub around here? You should have brought your own. You can eat on the station if you wish, but there is no telling where it came from. The station has not been under proper operation for some time. Monarch provides. But why and what is a different question. I see, I see. It's unfortunate I'd like to take advantage of the local food options when I travel. But I will heed your warning. It is not that kind of station. Are they sending fools here now, Arcady? (laughs) I will have your equipment soon, I feel. I see. We're in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) You are. You are. (laughs) And Liko's going to go into, like, when she was, like, you know, climbing some mountain somewhere and she'll find some berry to eat and, you know, kind of, like, even foraging and, you know, a seemingly desolate planet still gives you opportunities to eat food that you've never had before. Okay, so you said ghosts. How, yes. Are they like... How, how do I identify the ones that you're looking for? I will take any. Okay, They're but there's not, not... ghosts in the way that you might be thinking. They are... Hmm, scans of consciousness... Somehow grafted oh. to light, flickering, flickering. Be careful around them. They are not kind. Okay. But if you bring me some, I will have information for you. If you would like more details, see me later. Yeah, that would be lovely. How exactly do you recommend we go about containing one of these ghosts as we attempt to bring it from where it is to you? I am not your keeper. You are are here. You will need to learn to think for yourselves if you are to survive even habitation in reception. Arcady, these divers are getting more foolish by the day. You see, Arcadia's just saying, no, no, they are fine. They are just, no, it is okay. It is okay. You'll be fine. Like, very paternalistic. No, no, you'll be fine. Do not let him. He is he is cranky. Go go have nap, ghost. Go have nap. Go, go. And Liko's about had enough of, you know, kind of the talking down, and so she's just going to kind of go outside and Go outside into space. Okay. (laughs) Well, it's at that point, like the airlock opens, you see, like goes to he'll leave, and that's when Helix kind of comes in, and and you can see Noriko coming. You see Reed, and so all of you are kind of in the chapel at this point. You see this woman kind of floating past, and she's occasionally like you're like kind of tapping the uh, like the floating LED lights, the candle, so they kind of go with her. So she has this like little glowing ball of light that kind of comes with her. How y'all doing? Pleasure to meet you. If you excuse me, I have to go tend to the gardens. Thank oh. you. 
Welcome to the bell. I'm Noriko. I have to go. You should do something about your friend here. He's a little strange around women. And she's just sort of floating <laughs> the direction of the air. And he's like, you said the gardens? Could I come with you? Well, of course you can. Right what on through Helix here. Helix is usually so polite. What could he have done around you that was off-putting? Oh, He's no, just still learning some social skills, you know. He, he'll pick it up. I, I'm working with him. Don't worry about it. The android was perfectly fine. Oh. Reed, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> well, I thought we had some sort of connection. We talked about getting a drink, you know. I, no, now you're, you're saying you, you gotta... I what? am so sorry about him. I believe you. Liko will pipe up and say, I did have a question for you, if you don't mind, before you go off to kind of the garden work you're doing it. I was very intrigued by, by this. And she'll point up to the Oh yeah. Skeleton. Yeah. It's quite what, nice, isn't it? What 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 place does it have in, in, in this room of worship, as it were? Oh well we just found some of it. I had a I had an encounter, you see, with the Minotaur and they just showed me the meaning of life and it's all precious, and then we should do that which we can to you know, represent it and symbolism and, and whatnot. And I found inside the station itself a variety of these manufactured pieces of some large creature. And like a puzzle, they all seemed to come together. And I took that for a sign to mean something. And it occurred shortly after my experience with the mentor. So I I decided that, well, what better way to signal worship of him than the very treasures that I found due to my encounter with him? Does Sorry, that answer you, your question? Well, you keep saying Minotaur. I've, I've heard of the monarch. Is Minotaur his street name? No, they, they are... Something very different, unfortunately, I must say. Monarch is, is something else, I say. Monarch, well, the monarch wants to keep the Minotaur from us, you see. Trapped it in somewhere in the station. Well, that is just a travesty. It is indeed. It is indeed. If you're all interested capable. Oh, I'm, I'm very interested. Heading to the station. Perhaps you might find a way to set the Minotaur free. Is the oh, it, Minotaur it is also, on the very top of my to-do list. Is the Minotaur another AI? Well, the Minotaur, it's... Uh, it is... It is, like I said to your friends, it is all that is good it sees humanity for the best of what it can be and if freed will travel across the stars and help us ascend to a brighter and, and better future monarch however the monarch is it's a god I, I know that but it does not love us the way the minotaur hate minotaur does and in fact it might hate us I think it does. Be careful, my new friends. The monarch is... It is not your friend. 
It might try to be at some point, but it is merely just subterfuge. Understanding the motives of that mind is beyond that of any of us. We must remember that we are dealing with intelligences far beyond our own. But I knew when I was in presence of the Minotaur that it was good. That I know. What did it do to demonstrate this knowledge to you? It filled me with a vision. A vision of a brighter and better future. Of myself and the creature. Traveling across the systems and stars. Discovering new life. And and making the each world we pass by a more vibrant and happier place. I felt warmth and goodness in it. And you'll see when you travel the corridors and rooms of the deep, happiness and goodness is certainly hard to find. So any beacon is one that we should embrace. Well, that is just so true. There is just no respect for the sanctity of life anymore. I I could not agree more. What level did you encounter the Minotaur on? Well, uh, it's hard to remember exactly, but I I believe it was the lower portions. It was back in my diving days when I was here for for different reasons such as yourselves, materialistic and personal and selfish. Not that I am judging ye. You all are new here, and I already sense goodness in all of you. Well, I can't speak for my companions, but I personally am looking for some sort of spiritual awakening, and I would love to hear more. You should free the Minotaur. Monarch has a trap somewhere. I have heard... Rumors, perhaps, that it is um, in Eden, the second floor of the station. Strange place. Yeah. No one really goes to and from there much anymore, but it it is a peculiar place. The monarch is running a prolonged social experiment of some kind, creating different groups of androids and finding different means with which to pitch them against one another and studying outcomes. How? For what reasons? I can't say. But Do you think it's trying to simulate a strategy against the, peop- the shareholders that it's trying to win this so-called Cold War with? Well... That's what Arcady would say. And you can see he's just sort of nodding over there. Someone would need to take Monarch out at some point. I don't think you all are ready for such a task. But once you have seen the station, once you have seen what this entity can do, if you wish, perhaps we can talk then. But for now, it's beyond you. There are different places on the station that might be weak points for it, but it might be too tall a task for you. Well, now, I think you might just underestimate us. Don't you worry, little lady. Like I said, this Minotaur, that's at the very tippy-top of my to-do list. 
are you calling yeah. little lady? I'm 17 feet tall. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> I, I do have to ask, are, are there are there many others here who have joined in your perspective on the well, people come and go, unfortunately. That is the nature of diving. Some come, retrieve a few treasures, and then they leave. Some come, and they never leave. And others, well, I still think they're here somewhere. But they just never quite became family here on the bell. Not everyone has had the experience I had. Now you're probably going to encounter folk who are going to speak ill of the Minotaur. But that's just because they can't see beyond the physical. They can't see beyond, well, the surface. There's some who will say the sight of the Minotaur is monstrous. Looking upon the face of God. And it's difficult for a mind as small as ours to comprehend. And at this point, Liko kind of starts to move toward the door and is kind of seeing if anyone else okay. in the group is following or if they're still kind of engaged in there's this. there's two doors there's one that goes back out towards the docking bay towards your ship and there's one that goes further in towards like the gardens you refer to them as you have to slap your knees and say well otherwise reed won't get the <laughs> <laughs> um i guess she'll look to abby and just say did did you say you were interested in the gardens yeah you know, we better find out everything that we can before we start diving, you know? Get a lay of the land. Sounds wise. Now, if any of you all would like to ever, well, take the sacrament, mentor will, you just let me know, and I would be happy to initiate that for you. But otherwise, let us see. She kind of moves back, throws the airlock open and you're and is everyone coming or is anyone lingering behind or anything else I'll follow them okay you can sign me right up for whatever that sacram sacramento was I, I I'm happy to go are you now so she stops midway through the door when you say that and she turns around and she says well <laughs> if that's the case I would be this makes me so happy to hear you say this, Corporal Reed. What, what was your first name again? Oh, it's Charlie. You can all, you just call me Reed, though. Everyone else does. Can I call you Charlie instead? Well, you know, that's what my mother called me, so that's kind of weird for, to hear it sound from, like, another woman. Uh, I'd prefer Reed if you don't mind. Well, Fico's going to interrupt this Charlie. conversation, and she's going to just kind of put her arm around uh, Reed. Um and just kind of lean in and just say like we just got here do you think we might want to sleep a night before we jump 
headlong into oh no no sacraments. no i love okay. watching this train wreck and so she uh she lures well, I mean, you Lico, over like, how far to the can altar sacramento be? she lures you to the altar if you, you see can... it's just a few steps away kneel before here go ahead and just kneel on down right there. We can help push you down. And zero G is so she kind of helps you gently to the ground. I've got mag boots. Out. It's all good. Oh, perfect. Yeah. She kind of floats Wasted around. Wasted all my money. Goes through what looks like something in the in the altar itself. And you see she produces what looks to be like some kind of, almost like a cracker of some kind. And she like kind of circles back towards you all. Or towards, uh, I should say, Reed specifically. And she, she kind of, uh, kind of stands in front of you and kind of holds us above you. Charles Reed of Newfound Friend, do you abide and believe in the Minotaur, the great creature buried within the deep who will one day sprout into the rest of space and bring us all from this abyss of darkness and into a brighter future and a brighter and happier day. Do you swear to follow his teachings? Do you take him into your heart freely and without reservation? Well, now, I didn't understand how formal this was. Do you need my full name? Because it's Charles Elwood Reed. I, I don't know if you need to start that all over again. You just said Charles Reed. I, I didn't realize this was going to be a whole big thing. Do not profane the process here, Mr. Reed. No, no, no. I'm, I mean no disrespect. I just I just want to get it done right. Do you take the Minotaur You know, you, you got to do it right heart. the first time. Do you take the Minotaur into your heart, sir? Yes, absolutely. I take that minitar into my heart. Shh. Please. Stick out your tongue. And she places this, like, cracker thing on it. Please now imbibe of the minotaur's flesh so that he can thus come within your soul and brighten your future. Do you I I swallow consume? it. Yeah. Like, okay. This minotaur tastes a lot like a a Ritz cracker. Roll a d10. And let me know what you get. Five, right in the middle. Okay. Uh, take Am five points of stress. Great. As you feel this <laughs> sudden wash of like anxiety come over you, as you realize like. Something is actually happening, and it feels not just like an upset stomach. You you generally feel a sense of warmth course over your entire body. Like it just. I do not like this many times. No, I do not. <laughs> but at the same so time, you joined a cult. Would anybody else like to take the sacrament? Nope. No, thank you. They only. <sighs> Never mind. I'll be it, it wasn't so bad. You, you all can take it if you want to. It, it wasn't that bad. Reed, you're sweating. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> it's the sickness. No, no, I, I loved it. I, I really loved it. That was that that was fantastic, little lady. I, I would do that every day if I could. Welcome, welcome to the faith, brother Reed. Welcome to the faith. 
when you see the face of the Minotaur and it sees you, it will recognize you as a believer and it will give unto you all that it is and knowledge will wash over you. You will have an experience not unlike my own and you will see and then you can invite your friends to the faith as well. Oh, I, I absolutely will be inviting them. And, you know, that knowledge thing, that sounds great. I didn't get much learning growing up, so I, I would love for more knowledge. Yeah, in time, absolutely. And then that's where you hear, like, Arcady, like, start coughing. Like, well, speaking of time, uh, do you all wish to... Noriko, I think you'll have done enough proselytizing for one day. It's possible that we could uh, move on with it. They have uh, they have timetable to punch, whatever phrase it is. They have uh, artifacts to get. And I would like, to, if we're going to do this, we could do it tomorrow. You might sleep if you would like, or we can do it now. But if we're going, we're going to go now. Uh, and I can take you to the first floor if you wish. Or we can uh, wait until tomorrow. And you might uh, stay, stay the night within the tank. I think going now seems ideal, and she'll look to everyone else. <laughs> well, I think Noriko and I kind of had some plans tonight, but you know, uh, Noriko, you be fine tomorrow night if that doesn't work. I'm sorry, Brother Reed, but I need to. Uh, I need to just tend to the shrines, if you don't mind. There's a. Uh, the roots themselves will will not tend. I completely tend get it. Right. I got chore to do too. You know, it, it all happens uh, tomorrow night. Tomorrow night is the date. I'll treat you to a very fine meal. I look forward to it, Brother Reed. It was a pleasure to meet the rest of you. Happy diving. It's an experience. Thanks for the saltine. <laughs> so, Arcady kind of like. Kind of goes up to, we'll say, like, the Doc or Liko, whoever seems to be uh, not a lunatic. I was like, okay, okay. Do you want to go now? I can take you now if you want. Now, understand, I come and uh, if when I bring you, you are there for time. You are there for 24 hours. I do not stay attached. I will drop you off. I will not go in with you. I will return to the same Doc tw- within 24 hours. If you are there, I will wait. I will wait up to one hour outside. You contact me on this frequency. If I do not hear your contact within that time, I will return again in another 24 hours. This is the process by which I go. There are other divers who are are given the same offer, so you might see other travelers as well. Some prefer to stay on the station. I do not recommend this, but that is your decision, of course. I think that sounds all well and good with me. Y'all seem fine with that? That's agreeable. Okay. Arcady, right. I do have one uh, slight question. Uh, little Miss Noriko, she was calling me brother. Now, does she call everyone brother, or have I been what they say, uh, friend-zoned? Uh, no, she is uh, the... You are part of her faith now. Um, you are, uh, what is the phrase, barking up wrong tree. She uh, she loves... Um, her love is, is pure and uh, all-encompassing, but it is for the Minotaur. Not for others. Perhaps, though I am wrong, and your charisma could win her over, but uh, probably not. Uh, I do have lots of uh, good looks, so we'll we'll just see how that that road goes then. Did you leave them on your ship? (laughs) 
<laughs> well, now that's not funny, Arcady. I, 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 I don't see the humor in that. It is a little funny. It is kind of funny. I got laughter from your friends. Look, they left. <laughs> and Liko just I gives just... Reed's back like a big slap on the back. And it's just like... Oh, it's okay, buddy. Don't let him get you down. I just don't maybe appreciate that kind of humor. That's all. You know, maybe maybe you can have a chance then, but... Yeah, let's go find now. this Minitar. We, we gotta set him free. Oh. Not well. Yes, you can do that if if you want easy. I can help you. You you, you are noobies. I will give you advice. Come, come. And he's like, kind of like as you guys are moving toward, like you're moving kind of in the direction of the shuttle and kind of going through this whole process, kind of loading up, kind of sitting down, strapping in, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yes, yes. There are. Um, there are. I should tell you, there are other people who are doing similar things, but the technology, the data, the artifacts is um, near endless. Monarch continues to produce them. The facility itself is uh, still functional, though what it does, well, we no longer know exactly. It is sort of up to Monarch who sets the pace for discovery at this point. I will tell you, though, that the first floor where I am taking you, that is uh, relatively simple, and so you can get taste. It is, uh, it is reception, habitation, uh, offices and the like. Fortools, uh, I uh, have not heard information about Fortool from some time. Noriko has called it Eden. It is, uh, that is true, that is true. Uh, floor 3 is the factory. That is where they, they, they do the production of synthetics. At least they did production of synthetics. There are labs. Special experimentation labs on floor 4. There is uh, the AI core, supposedly, if not moved. It is on floor 5 and heavily guarded. Security. Security androids. Significant number. And then floor 6 is engineering. Support. Those things. But uh, that does not let us not uh, let us not point too far to uh, to an unattainable goal. Keep simple. I, uh, I have heard uh, I have heard rumor that uh, believe me that there are uh, there was a uh, there was a diving crew who came. Uh, they have left, but they did not leave. Uh, they left uh, how you say empty-handed, uh, fearful. They they ran. They 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 fled. Uh, and they likely left some of their finds behind. There is a cubicle camp in the habitation where the uh, where the cubicles were. Uh, many divers use that as a layover stop. Uh, they camp there. And some there, some leave. You might look. There might be something there. They might have left something behind. Either artifact or maybe equipment. You all are very light on equipment. I would feel bad if you died. Not bad enough to provide you with any of my own equipment. I have business to run, but still. No, no, I think we appreciate just the information you just uh, gave us there. Uh, I, I do have one question. Do you got, you, that was a lot of information. Do you have like a tour map or something like that? You know, like a, no, no. a little, no, nothing like, you know, level one is cubicles. Level six is like what? What'd you say level six was again? I, I missed that in my notes. This is not God's sakes, Reed. We can take notes. I've got notes going. We'll I'll write you up something. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I get that. I appreciate that, Doctor. Uh, I, I was just seeing if he, you know, if he had a map, it might make it kind of easy. That's all. Or Katie, uh, so were you saying that the last diving crew is currently in the cubicle area? 
And that is where no, they... No, 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 no. Si- there are some who are still somewhere on the station. There are others that I have not seen for some time. But the most recent arrival, like yourselves, a week past. Well, they were here, and then they fled. I don't know what they saw. They did not talk, but they fled. Mm. And then blockade ships blew him up. But that's neither here nor there. Well, they did uh, say they needed something shiny to get back through. Yes, I don't believe they brought it, or maybe they did. Who knows? But sometimes they leave things. And then perhaps you find something of use. Good to know. Thank you. You've been extraordinarily helpful. We do appreciate it. That is uh, that is why I'm here. That is why I'm here. Be careful. Yes. And, uh, there are things that Monarch will do. It will play with your mind. Be careful. Yes? Of course. Yes. Not, not, not all of us are, are willing to, to uh, join a religious group. Uh, Within speaking the first of, hour on a new Speaking turn. of which, and uh, Dr. Menton will reach into his uh, pack and pull out his med scanner. Reed, get the hell over here. I don't I don't know what you ate. I don't know if you understand that you're not supposed to eat strange things off the floor. That thing looked like she... Oh, I wasn't eating like, off... She seemed very trustworthy. She was talking about the sanctity of life. I'm sure she oh, wouldn't hurt me. Then, the sanctity of the life on the cracker that you just ate. Let me just run a quick scan to see how you're doing. Yeah, you weren't here, no, no. here, ghost eater. He said that maybe we shouldn't eat things, because if it's here, it's created mostly by the monarch. And uh... Reed will just go paler than he already is. Wait, someone told you not to eat things, and you get, you all let me eat that cracker? That thing tasted like shit. Oh yeah, he was your choice is your own. Watching you I'll... try and shoot your shot, Reed. I won't lie. Y'all could have said something. Absolutely not, and deprive myself of the pleasure of watching you crash and burn. You're you hilarious. My scanner Pretty sure I did try, something. and you were uh, a little too enamored to uh, listen to reason at that particular moment in time. But it's uh, interesting now, uh, Doctor. I'm just let's... saying it would have been nice to have all the facts. All right, we're gonna have them yeah, in a second. Get that scanner we're, we're... going. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you are like children. <laughs> so as you guys are doing this scan and you're looking at him and everything. Uh, those of you that are sitting up towards the front of the shuttle, you can see, like you can see, kind of through the port, uh, the viewing port screen. Uh, you're kind of closing in on uh, some kind of sort of docking bay. You see that these huge, like docking bay doors open up. You see this arm, this docking arm, kind of reach out, sort of grabs and sort of adheres to the ship itself, kind of brings it into the bay. And as the things are closing, you can, you know, you know, things are sort of you're you're feeling the sh- the shuttle itself kind of set down and, and shake a bit um, from doing so as it's leaving, like kind of that zero gravity and getting slammed down into something. Uh, he says, uh, "Oh, two other things. Um, be careful. Uh, Monarch knows that she wants these artifacts." Uh, yes, knows that everybody wants these artifacts. He kind of gets lost in thought for a second. But also, there is lab on um, on fourth floor. You can uh, test them, find out what they do. They uh, they they are different. When you see one, you will um, you will know that it will be something in you. It will be recognizable, but not purposeful, but unclear. Um, its design will be hmm, inscrutable in some ways. The data will be uh, enticing. 
But the lab could help. And you can find out what it does. Do you know which level these artifacts are on? They're the lab scattered. is on level 4. They're scattered throughout the entire station. You can find some on floor 1. Like I said, check the cubicle camp. You might be able should to Should we just go straight there. to level 4, check out this lab first, or is this something like we should just wander our way uh, down? I think I think we're going to start on floor 1, like Arcady suggested. Get our boots wet. My boots okay. are magnetic. I don't. It's electromagnetic. I don't think they're supposed to get wet. Oh, jeez! Look at the think... time. Oh dear. <laughs> I just don't think you understand the just exhilaration that you have from just finding your own path. Everything isn't about having a map with an X on it and the dots to tell you exactly how to get from where you are to where you're going. There is a fun in just finding your way and just doing it for yourself and just not having it given to you. Just you're just missing out. You know, I really appreciate your optimism. I, you, you should keep that up. You're like the morale of this group right here. Good on you. You know, we we each spend our time in port doing different things, and I think that maybe my time climbing and doing all that is maybe going to come in a little bit handy here. And I feel like you might do some different things, but I'm looking forward to this so far. Okay, so you all disembark, kind of start floating. You know, you kind of you get out of the visitor's dock itself, which actually, like I said, has has gravity. You can see it's got this huge claw arm, and it, the the docking area is like it's just massive. And you can see that there's like that huge docking arm itself. You kind of travel through this this almost like flesh tone umbilical, um, filled you know plastics here and there that's kind of connecting you to an airlock door you can see there's like graffiti all over the place uh, along the way it's, it's like sort of like people marking like names of previous diving crews things like that um you get up to like this there's an airlock itself and you gotta start to it's kind of has like hand cranked um takes probably one or two of you to do this it's not just like you can lean down a second person kind of comes up but eventually it spins well, I loosened it for you and you look back out and you can see the shuttle kind of being extended again by the docking arm is kind of pushing it back out and you see the large like through the is like you close the airlock door and you're kind of looking out this sort of uh, view window into the docking bay you see these the giant doors open and then close once more once the dock docking arm is clear once the the sh- Arcady shuttle is gone and you kind of continue inward, and it's a you know it's a it's a corridor. This one you know at first for the first few steps away, but then it becomes this kind of winding stairwell, like this metal stairway. You hear the sounds of your thum, thum, thum. these these sort of you know your, your your either your mag boots or your regular boots, whatever it is. And you're seeing like kind of you know bits of graffiti. You see it looks like there's you know flickering you know some flickering lights here and there. There's backlit lights that are showing up in the various parts of the ceilings and the, and the walls you you get to the like this airlock door again kind of spin it up you push it open and you see as you you come inside there's this wide open space like it's it's actually got this carpeted floor as you hear the sounds of the echoes of your boots suddenly get muffled 
and you look down, it's filthy. Like you can tell it was once like utterly like luxurious. Like, like it probably was a beautiful carpet at one point, but it looks to be some sort of reception area. You see like scattered about, there are all these bullet casings. You see there's this reception desk that is riddled with bullet holes. And you see hanging above it from the rafters, swaying ever so slightly from an extension cord is a corpse, its head kicked to the side. As the body kind of swings back and forth, you hear the airlock sort of close behind you. You hear the sound of speakers kind of come through from static. And then this little corporate chime sound comes on. And that's where we're going to end tonight, uh, our first session, right on that. And we'll pick up with proper crawling next time. What the hell? All right. That so much for the sanctity of so life. Creepy. Dr. Menton just points to it and like, Mondays, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's got a case of the Mondays. Corporate oh, accounts no. payable, Nina speaking, just a moment. Corporate accounts payable, <laughs> Nina speaking, just a moment. So funny. All right. Uh, that is first session. That was fun. Little kind of intro character, world building, lay of the land, bet some people, learn yeah. some things here and there, and we'll go from Our there. Absolute nonsense. I'm Going sorry to, yeah. I wasted so much time. I thought we were going to do more crawling, but then, like, <laughs> Steven wants to hit on me all night. So who knows? Oh, sorry. And, and join a dating sim. And join a cult. <laughs> and join and, a cult. Yeah. Yeah. The pretty girl asks, you say yes. And oh, I forgot. hope you have more negative like things from that, like over time. <laughs> we did yeah. a med scan, and Jeff didn't say anything bad happened. I know. So I, I think I, that's. <laughs> I don't think we heard the results of the med scan. Actually, I didn't. Mm. I didn't hear. Jeff anything. knows. That's all we need to know. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, how many people did you think were going to uh, sign up for the sacrament? Off the bat, none. I didn't think anyone would write immediately. <laughs> yeah. Like down the line, maybe, but not right away. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, it's cool because like it's like a I think of it like a almost like a Diablo quest town like you get to a town or a hub and it's like exactly these NPCs, what it felt like. that's like, that's what is it totally what it feels like you have like these three different NPCs and there's like some cycling ones that come in What's one of the things we should talk about crawl game there's a lot of dungeon crawl yeah, games you have to narrow it down <laughs> um but the other thing is like you guys can potentially hire contractors and mercenaries and stuff like that's a possibility and you could get equipment like everything's gonna have a markup here obviously because like you know you don't have any other options but yeah there it is um but yeah that's a dungeon darkest dungeon i love darkest dungeon uh that's a good one so when so when reed Mm -hmm. sprouts something out of his ye old abdomen (laughs) we could go get a contractor when he births the child of the minotaur from the seed that he Guys, planted nothing within bad is the... gonna happen i didn't realize i was going to have to do so much like so much <laughs> preaching about the minotaur tonight i was like oh I'll just drop a couple of things like oh shit i gotta do like a whole thing here <laughs> yeah. on my toes today oh crazy oh uh, man uh it's such a cool book uh there's so many things i want to say about this book like it's got this amazing layout like the layout in this book is so freaking cool like the way they do like their dungeon crawl everything kind of has this like electrical circuitry uh, look to it. I kind of borrowed some of that for the layout a little bit with a little like little jo- you know little 
extra little thing. Is this third party or uh, from the official uh, No, this is uh, Tuesday Night Games. Uh, so, yeah, it's got the actual Tuesday Night Games logo there. So, um, so yeah, I think this is one of the official ones. The actual uh, 1E conversion isn't out yet. It's coming soon. Uh, but I have the conversion guide, so and it's not the conversions are pretty simple, uh, so it's not not an issue. And I only, and honestly, I think most of the like monsters and things like that, there's really nothing I have to really worry too much about. It's more like items have to be tweaked and like characters have to be tweaked, so it's not hard at all. Uh, all right, so anyway, that's it for us. Um, we are actually on a break for two weeks, uh, so we will actually be back in two weeks uh, for all of our streams. So no One Ring tomorrow, uh, no Savage Worlds Monday, uh, no Hunter next Friday. Uh, we will be so the next stream we'll have because uh, we're we got a little like vacation stuff going on. Uh, our next stream, I believe, is the eighth of July. So we'll be back, and it will be more Mothership. That'll be our mm-hmm. next stream. Uh, so we'll we'll get right back to this, uh, but it also gives me a couple of weeks to uh, recharge and uh, and and get some stuff ready for the thousand games I'm now running. Somehow <laughs> I don't know how that happened, but I'm running a thousand of them. Anyway, uh, everyone who hung out tonight, thank you so much. Those of you who threw out bits, Melissa has kept track of it. So the complications, mm-hmm. the advantage tips that you've been giving the players, all that will carry over to next session. Uh, things will get interesting and creepy. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll go from there. Uh, players, thanks for hanging out as well. Thanks for doing this. I'm really looking forward to playing some other ship. Uh, I think this is going to be a cool. This is definitely the kind of um, campaign I like because it's not just a pure combat slog. There's yeah, weird stuff mm-hmm. that kind of can potentially unfold. Lots of fun little ways to go. Uh, let's write somebody. I think uh, defenders are up because uh, Bert rated us. That means defenders are up. So we're going to go ahead and start that one. Uh, so follow that raid. Uh, I think they're playing more of Joe's game, Anvia. So go follow that, and uh, we'll catch you all next time. Two weeks. Have a good couple of weeks. Bye-bye. <laughs>